electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Hi, I'm Kelly Evans, host of CNBC's The Exchange, and here's what's on my mind. Does anyone else feel like we suddenly have a new Fed chair? Imagine if President Biden had actually picked a different person, who kicked off their tenure by giving impassioned remarks about Paul Volcker, talked in press conferences about, quote, as I looked around the table at today's meeting, I saw a committee determined to use our tools to return to price stability, and flat out told reporters that, quote, nothing would stop the Fed from a half-point rate hike at the next meeting. The press would be having a field day, the markets would be in a tizzy, and we'd all know we were embarking upon a very different era. But because it's boring old Powell doing these things, people either aren't paying attention or seem to be wryly skeptical that it's all some sort of performance art that shouldn't quite be taken seriously. The doves, who think he's moving too quickly, are going, yeah, yeah, watch, they'll be able to do like two rate hikes before having to reverse. The hawks aren't that impressed either. He talks tough, but the Fed admits real rates will still be negative through the end of next year. No matter where you come down, though, it's obvious Powell has changed his stripes. He's been trying to tell us for months now, even going back to his and Biden's remarks at his reappointment announcement, which squarely focused on fighting inflation. He gave that vehement response to Senator Shelby on Capitol Hill last month about his admiration for former Chair Volcker. Quote, I think he was the greatest economic public servant of the era. Shelby, so you're prepared to do what it takes without any reservation to protect price stability? Powell, yes. Powell was also extremely hawkish in his press conference last week, at least to the ears of anybody who's been following the Fed the last few decades, and accustomed to the more circumspect language of Bernanke and certainly Greenspan. Quote, each meeting is a live meeting, and if we conclude that it would be more appropriate to raise interest rates more quickly, then we'll do so, he said. Live means we'll do whatever we need to do without worrying about whether we prepared markets ahead of time. And this was after the Fed's projections showed they already now plan to do seven quarter rakes hikes this year, which matches the most hawkish views on Wall Street. But he didn't stop there. Yesterday, in a speech, Chair Powell said, quote, in particular, if we conclude that it is appropriate to move more aggressively by raising more than a quarter point at a meeting or meetings, we will do so. He twice said the Fed needed to move more, quote, expeditiously, and asked by reporters what would stop the Fed from a half-point hike next meeting in early May, he basically said nothing. In response, Goldman now expects two half-point rate hikes, one at the May meeting and a follow-up in June, followed by six more quarter-point hikes into late next year. Citi now expects four half-point rate hikes. Goldman thinks the Fed will also announce in May that they'll start reducing the size of their nearly $9 trillion balance sheet, which is where the bulk of the Fed's easing in response to the pandemic took place. It's actually pretty stunning how well the stock market is taking all of this. Sure, it's been a rocky start to the year, but the S&P is down less than 6% since the beginning of January and is still up 14% from a year ago. Stocks rallied after Powell's hawkish press conference last week, with the S&P closing out the week with an extremely rare stretch of four 1% gains. Even wilder is the fact that all of this is happening as bond yields shoot higher. The 10-year Treasury yield hit almost 2.4%, it was below 1.8% just three weeks ago, and at 1.5% at the end of last year. 
And yeah, people are worried about the flattening two-year versus 10-year yield curve, but the curve is actually steepening if you base it off of three-month bills instead. In short, this is the starkest hawkish Fed pivot in recent memory, and the markets are taking it in stride. If Powell can pull off this landing after the pandemic and all the unprecedented havoc it wreaked, if he can pull inflation back down to earth without another nasty recession, then he may well go down in history like Volcker as one of the greatest economic servants of his era. And you can sense that he senses that right now. Don't expect him to back off anytime soon. Thanks for listening and be sure to follow the Exchange podcast and catch our show live weekdays at 1 p.m. Eastern only on CNBC. See you then. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.